Welcome to Marketing Thought Leadership, the podcast that offers insightful discussions on thought-provoking marketing topics. Here's the host of our show, marketing consultant, speaker, author, and educator, and the president of L2M Associates, Linda Popke. Hi, this is Linda Popke, and welcome to our latest episode of Marketing Thought Leadership. We're here today with Kevin Heaney. Kevin is the founder and executive director of the Silicon Valley Brand Forum. He founded the Brand Forum in 2000 to provide brand professionals with an opportunity to share best practices and challenges in brand management. He has more than 20 years' experience managing identity, creative services, and brand for high-tech companies in Silicon Valley. He managed creative services at Tandem Computers, and he also provided brand and creative direction at Informix, Quantum, and for Informatica. Since 2001, Kevin has operated his own brand consultancy in the Bay Area. Thank you for joining us, Kevin. Pleasure to be here, Linda. Great. Now, Kevin, you've been having these brand forums in Silicon Valley for, well, over a decade now. Um, How have things changed? What was the perception of brand managers and and technology companies and their understanding of brands way back in 2000? (laughs) Well, way back in 2000, uh, it's safe to say that Silicon Valley was brand challenged. Uh, Certainly the consumer technology companies had varying understanding of brand marketing and some were ahead of others, Uh, but uh, they were still way behind consumer companies that were not in the technology sector. Uh, Most companies still felt that they didn't need to worry about brand as long as they kept coming out with the next hot product. The thinking was that as long as they led with innovation, they didn't need branding. So if we build it, they will come. Exactly. That kind of an idea. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, the B2B technology companies in 2000 really uh, generally didn't have a clue. Uh, they generally believed that brand management was for consumer-focused companies and they didn't need to worry about it. Uh, the C-level execs usually had technology backgrounds rather than marketing backgrounds. And... Uh, <laughs> You know, we had a panel at one of our brand forums back in around 2000 that uh, the panel was actually offering the audience different words to use with executives other than branding so they wouldn't <laughs> scare them away. So they were trying to hide the fact they were doing branding. Right, exactly. Yeah. They, they would suggest words like strategic marketing and awareness. So it, uh, we've, uh, we've come a long way, and uh, things, those were uh, kind of the dark ages of uh, branding. Okay, so what what has changed since then? Have have you found that both on the B2B as well as the B2C side that technology companies have become more brand savvy? Have they found the light, so to speak? Uh, well, I'm not sure uh, found the light would be uh, accurate, <laughs> okay. but they have come a long ways. <laughs> All right. They're finding the light, I They're guess. They're finding the light, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, technology companies have gradually learned that uh, no matter how innovative they are, there will always be competition, and uh, competitive landscape requires brand management. So they are getting uh, much smarter about branding, and uh, they're doing a better job of it. Uh, Companies in other parts of the world now uh, can copy an innovative product and produce it very cheaply and very quickly, so the competition is always there no matter how new your product is. Uh, Also, many of the B2B companies have added uh, consumer products to their portfolio, so that forces them to pay closer attention to their brand. Cisco, for example, started out with uh, networking hardware, but then they acquired Linksys and Flip 
and uh, and recently WebEx. So that right, puts sure. Them deep into the consumer space. Right. So so definitely we're moving in the right direction here then. So we how are. has brand management changed in general? I mean, we have all these new technologies. We have social media. How does that change what we think of as brand management? Well, I think uh, you know, the the core uh, of brand management is is unchanged. You know, you always need to be consistent with your brand messages, and you need to uh, have a positioning uh, brand positioning that is unique and separates you from your competition, but. Social media has really had a huge impact on brand management. Uh, you know, it's increased the speed at which you can communicate your brand messages exponentially, and it has also sped up the rate at which you can damage your brand. So, uh, you know, we did a brand forum over at Electronic Arts about a year ago uh, on social media and branding to kind of have a discussion about what is changing with brand management with the introduction of social media. And there were three main takeaways, I think, that we had from that, which was uh, that it does allow you to create awareness much faster, and uh, it gives you a much better understanding of your customers, and you build better customer loyalty through communities with social media. So those three things are really key in brand management and social media. So it is kind of changing the landscape. One of the things that I think is key with social media is that it is uh, it's bringing technology into brand management. So Silicon Valley can you know, have a, a big role to play with that because they've always been comfortable with technology. Always felt now, better um, with technology than with marketing. Yep, <laughs> that's yep. true. Yeah, and so here are the two come together. And there's uh, an opportunity for them to really lead. There's also, uh, I think a lot of companies have learned some hard lessons in uh, managing their brand in the world of social media. Uh, you know, some have had real hiccups. Uh, for example, United Airlines with their whole incident with United Breaks Guitars. Uh, the Dave Carroll, who was a musician, looked out the window uh, when he was waiting on a plane in the tarmac and saw the uh, baggage guys throwing his guitars around and one actually broke and didn't get the support that he needed from United to replace the broken guitar. And United's attitude was he's one customer out of a million uh, and he signed a waiver, we're not going to worry about him. And he wrote a song, put it up on YouTube and 11 million hits later uh, United's market value dropped by $180 million. And although that may not all be attributed to his song that he put up on YouTube, a lot of it was. And people kind of woke up that uh, even one unhappy customer can really damage your brand with social media. That's absolutely so true. I mean, and we talk about how unhappy customers will tell 10 times the number of people as happy customers about your brand. But when you're getting on the Internet, that just becomes exponentially uh, a, a bigger number, and things just get passed on, and they get forwarded, and and something that has some humor to it, like this song did, and that people can relate to, was just picked up and and uh, and and re um, retweeted or or reforwarded to additional people, till it took over, and uh, and then there's no stopping it. It really becomes viral. Yep. 
So tell me, uh, are more companies building brand management into their organizations today? I mean, besides giving a brand title to a marketing person, um, do you have a sense that, pe- that there are companies that are really trying to get their employees involved on every level to live the brand? Well, I think, uh, yeah, we've, we've certainly come a long ways over the last decade. Uh, we're certainly seeing a lot more uh, CMO titles, which uh, I, and CMOs uh, tend to not be people with a technology background. When you get up to that level, it, their companies are bringing people in to their businesses that uh, have strong product background, and strong consumer background. So even the B2B companies are bringing in people with much stronger, putting a lot more attention on their marketing and branding. And I, um, we've come a long ways with that. They're, uh, they're recruiting more consumer-level people into companies at every level, at, whether B2B or consumer technology companies are all starting to infuse them into their organization. Uh, so I think uh, the other part of that is are we seeing more of them uh, getting their employees to live the brand, and that's happening a lot more slowly. And I, it's understandable because it takes a long time for a company to be that well-branded that it, you, their employees appear to be really living the, bl- the brand. You know, companies that do that really well are Disney and Mattel and companies here in Silicon Valley, it's it's not quite as strong. Uh, Google employees tend to live the brand values that do no evil uh, no, who, that they have. But who is doing brand management well in Silicon Valley? We won't talk about the ones who aren't doing it well, but there's mm-hmm. got to be somebody here. And I, I have a couple companies come to mind, but I'd love to hear what your thoughts are as to who do you think from a Silicon Valley perspective does branding well? I think uh, Apple has uh, always uh, led the way. Uh, that was going to be you know, top of my con- list. Okay. <laughs> they're they're a consumer. They've always been a consumer company, so that uh, they've they've consistently delivered on their brand promise of uh, you know, creative products, uh, really elegantly designed products, and and they've been very consistent every time they come out with a new product. It meets that brand promise. Uh, Adobe is um, not bad. They're you know, not quite as strong as Apple. They've had to grow up uh, and become more of a brand company over the years, but they're, uh, uh, they've got it built into their organization, and they are uh, very consistent with that uh, creative engagement with their products. Adobe uh, has acquired a number of companies, so they've had to integrate brands into the Adobe brand, which has been probably more of a challenge than for Apple. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, when they were with their Macromedia acquisition, uh, they had some real challenges because their portfolio of products uh, pretty much doubled. Doubled, exactly. And uh, they had some real challenging uh, brand architecture things to figure yeah. out. But they've done a pretty good job at it. And uh, Cisco is another one that uh, has brand really built into their organization. They've started out, as uh, as I mentioned earlier, a just B2B company, and as they've acquired more consumer companies, they've had to learn. They've brought more people in who understand consumer marketing, and they are building more and more of a brand, uh, that human network idea that they've got going. 
it's still got uh, you know, it's going to take a long time because they've acquired so many different kinds of companies that it's still a little difficult, I think, for people to understand them, uh, what their single brand promise is. But uh, they certainly their organization uh, is set up for building a strong brand. So let me ask you, if we were to do this, Kevin, again another 10 years from now, and you'd be at this brand forum for a long time, what do you think would be different about the state of brand management at Silicon Valley? If you can pull out your crystal ball, what do you think is going to change in the next 10 years? Well, let's see. I, I, I'd say that uh, social media is uh, not going to be so much a thing that we talk about, but it will be a given. But mm-hmm. I think the aspect of social media and branding that will – have a lot more attention that will become used uh, as a means for communicating brand is video. Uh, As you see that on uh, video used in more mobile devices, uh, I think that uh, people are going to be a lot more sophisticated about the way they use video to communicate their brand. And I think, uh, yeah, my hope is that there will be more companies actually living the brand. that as they mature in Silicon Valley, we'll really have uh, a lot more people who, when you deal with a person in the lobby uh, at reception, they will be able to communicate the brand of that company right then and there, Ah, which is a sign of a well-branded company. We'll we'll have it kind of integrated from each employee all the way up the line. Right. And there's a great example of uh, Disney uh, when – PricewaterhouseCoopers actually did a, a presentation in Orlando. Their team of executives was going to do a presentation to a group of executives at Disney in a huge auditorium there. And as they were setting up, they were putting their testing some of their slides for their presentation. And the only people from Disney that were around them at the time were the facilities people setting up tables. And a guy put up his first slide, and it had the Price Waterhouse Cooper's name uh, written repeatedly on this one slide in the shape of Mickey Mouse ears and a Mickey Mouse Not silhouette. A good thing. And the one of the facilities people came up to the guy and said, "You know, if you're really trying to win over these brand people from Disney, uh, I can tell you that's a brand violation to uh, use text." in uh, Mickey's silhouette. I wouldn't go with that. <laughs> oh, that's impressive. And the guy was absolutely shocked. Here's a guy setting up tables for him, telling yeah. him that. <laughs> so they, they know it inside and out, and it shows. Absolutely. Yeah, they do, and at every level, which is really a sign of a well-branded company. Absolutely. So there is one other thing that uh, I would mention that I think will be different, uh, that will be something that will be talked about and more aware of, uh, that brand managers will be more aware of, and that's the topic of brand invasion. And people, uh, audiences have been very uh, lenient with the amount of brand invasion that there is, that that, we are exposed to brands at every level, wherever we go. And I think there is, people are going to hit their limit, and there will be some pushback uh, on exactly how far companies can go with where they're trying to create awareness and uh, and loyalty by pushing their brand. There may be some places that are brand-free zones. 
Yeah, yeah, that, so, that yeah. actually might not be a bad idea. Yeah. You know, it's it's. I th some people have already started to push back in the presence of brands in schools. Yep. Where they've uh, there's a school in Florida where they gave kids uh, McDonald's certificates when they got A's uh, on tests, and you know that's uh, people parents started to speak out about it. Yeah. Say, gee, kids love it, but I don't want that. You know, next could it be churches? Or uh, hiking trails, yep. Uh, or maybe even bathrooms that are bad that are brand new. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, Kevin, thank you so much for sharing this with us. This has been really quite informative. We've been speaking with Kevin Heavey, and Kevin is the founder and executive director of the Silicon Valley Brand Forum. You can find out information about the Silicon Valley Brand Forum online at www.sv for Silicon Valley Brandforum.com. And uh, they have events that happen on a regular basis, so it's a great place to find out about what's happening in branding in Silicon Valley. Thank you, Kevin, for being with us. Thank you, Linda. It's been a pleasure. Great. This is Linda Popke for Marketing Thought Leadership. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Marketing Thought Leadership, brought to you by L2M Associates. If you'd like to find out how you can improve the return on your investment in marketing programs, processes, or people, contact us at www.l2massociates.com.